Hey, and welcome to a whole new season of 22 Minutes of Transformation. Myself, Sean Patrick, and my co-host, Karen Mills-Alston, will take you through another 22 questions that will transform the way you think about spirituality, creativity, and everything in between. We welcome you. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a whole new episode of 22 Minutes of Transformation. I'm Sean Patrick, and I'm here with... Karen Mills-Alston. Happy Monday to you and to everyone listening. Yes, absolutely. Happy Monday. It's really a way that we begin again. Um, these these Monday episodes or whenever uh, individuals are listening to this particular episode, I want to remind you and me and everyone that this is an opportunity to begin again because we get yeah. to do it whenever we want to do it. And we get to take a breath and start all over again. That's the, um, the magnificence of these spiritual principles, a way of being that we're always talking about, beginning yeah. again right now. And I love, and I know you do, to begin again. So yes. let's begin again with yes. this week's question. I'm particularly excited about this one. This week's question is, when is sadness a good thing? Always. <laughs> it's always a good thing. <laughs> I I love that we're doing this question because if so many people in the spiritual path has have fallen um tragic <laughs> of this false toxic positivity spiritual bypassing mentality where yeah. you falsely believe that it's about being happy and positive all the time at any cost and it becomes disingenuine it becomes fake and it becomes not true to yourself and i know that was my experience because i'm someone who enjoys a melancholy moment and i know when i was first on this spiritual path even long into it there was this rejection, this denial of any feeling that was coming up in me that wasn't um, so-called higher vibration. Yes. And so yes. much sadness got stored and and undealt with. And I even remember, it's like I think I was in my late teens as finishing college, um, so my early 20s, and I just knew I was like, okay, I can intellectually know that there is sadness that needs to be deal with, dealt with because a few things had happened in my life, mm -hmm. but I'd put some false toxic positivity veneer over it. I couldn't access it even if I wanted to. So yeah. um, it was a problem. <laughs> and yeah, I'm sure I'll yeah, share more about that as we chat. And because we... Because I think that I was, I know that I was brought up that way, that I wasn't, I couldn't be sad. I always had to be happy. And this is that false veneer that uh, affronting, we've talked about this before, <laughs> you know, fronting. Uh, and especially as you, when I was first licensed as an agape spiritual practitioner, a spiritual therapist. Um, I knew that I couldn't front because, but I, but I wanted to, you know, mm -hmm. I wanted everybody to know that I was a miracle worker. I wanted everybody to know that everything was, was all right all the time. Well, in a divine nature, it is, everything is always all right. And as human beings, stuff happens to us. Yeah. 
stuff happens. And if we deny it, if we repress it, if we say uh, something that is not true, then we're missing the opportunity to allow something like sadness to bubble up so that we can deal with those emotions that where we get to heal and reveal the truth. People hate sadness because I'm talking about their own sadness, but they also mm-hmm. hate other people's sadness. Right. I, have a, right. I have a really yes. clear memory of I was I was in Boston. I'd gone to Boston for work for a, a spiritual, you know, I was I was around our kind of people. Yes. And I wasn't I wasn't in a good place at the time. And I remember saying to someone there, I was like, you know, I'm not going, I'm just going through a hard time right now and I'm feeling sad. And of mm-hmm. course his response was, I knew it was going to be, well, we got to do something about that. And I was very clear. I was like, you know, I call me crazy, but I actually don't want to do something about it right now. I'm really in the sadness, but people try and fix it. And they, they don't know how to respond. And I've seen, I know we've done workshops in the past where someone's having a sad breakthrough moment and you can see the room tries to change it. They want to console that person. They want to make a joke. They want to do something to not allow the sadness to have its full breadth in the space. And it's not, it's not progressive to do that. Yes. So when somebody says we have to do something about that, There's no we in that. (laughs) The person that is feeling the sadness gets to choose if they're going to, what their path is with it. They may choose to repress it, suppress it. They may choose to sit with a practitioner. We've talked about this a lot. They may choose to simply practice witness consciousness and start paying attention to the emotions that are in back of this sadness, like, mm-hmm. hmm, where is this coming from? Is this something that is childhood related? Is it something, am I just ticked off about something? What is happening right right here and right now? And that's a question that I get to, that I ask myself often, what is here for me? What is here for me? And it may be that I get to bracket it, or it may be that I get to really be still and listen and pay attention to what may be birthing itself. It's a gift. And I don't mean that as something that's very trite. I don't mean that. Uh, When sadness comes up, I used to uh, not deal with it. I would just sort of, you know, whatever. Now, this was years ago. Now, I know that there is, that there's something there for me that I get to heal. And if I deal with it right then and there, then there's an opportunity. Because if there's pain there, Reverend Michael says, pain pushes until the vision pulls. I want to, I want to be with that pain. I want to be with that, that sadness. I want to pay attention to it. I don't want to um, suppress it. Mm-hmm. I want to feel it. I want to feel it because I know that there is, that there's something for me that wants to birth itself that allows me to move forward in my life. Yeah. Because of 
the period of sadness. And I love what you said there about, I want to feel it. Like, I want to yes. remember that. Like when, when it comes up and I know on a previous episode, you shared a story of when somebody was crying and the response mm -hmm. was cry, baby, cry. Yes. I really want to take on the, <laughs> the motto, feel it, feel it. Like, because yes. when sadness comes and I know that I'm still in a my my brain, my ego, my old thinking is still trying to find the quickest exit out of that room. Okay. The mm -hmm. quickest exit out of that room, but <laughs> just to sit in there with feel it, feel it, feel it, because I know that some of my most precious life moments that I hold so dearly to me are the moments where I'm on that journey out of sadness. I've yes. been in it long enough. That that was the whole story of my book. I've been in sadness long enough and I take a journey into feeling better. And that is the that is the everything. That is what I write about. That is what I share. That is what I do my most exploration. So I completely, yeah, don't deprive yourself the insight, memories, just pure goodness on the journey you'll take out of sadness. Don't deny yourself that by tra trying to get out the room too quickly. And on that note, yes. I really, I really love and trust. <laughs> if I tell somebody I'm sad, I really appreciate not a, um, oh, we need to do something about that or we need to fix that. I love a, I'll pray with you. There is nothing to be fixed. Nothing at all. There is something that wants to be revealed. That's the divine nature wanting us to experience transformation. So when we, if we're in a group and someone is sad and they begin to cry or they begin to express some kind of emotion and someone in that group decides to walk over and put their arms around them or give them some tissue or they want to interrupt their process, that's what's happening. They're stopping that person from moving forward because they feel uncomfortable. Yes. So when we're in a group like that, the opportunity is to turn within and begin to listen and see what is there for us individually as someone else is going through their own process. If we're feeling uncomfortable, that's an opportunity to check in with our own selves to see what is there for us that gets to be healed and revealed. So we're no. talking about, you know, metaphysicians also often say there's nothing to be healed, but there's always something to re be revealed. So I use those words at the same time. So there's a healing, a transformation that is happening so that a new insight can be revealed that is the truth of, of the beingness. So yeah, um, it's, it, so sadness is always in order. And Ian Levan Zant says, and I don't remember the exact reference, but she says something like, we don't stay in a place long enough to build condos. So emotions like sadness allow us to move forward. They allow us, they give, it's an indication of our body that something gets to be forgiven. 
it's it's so wonderful that when we get ticked off, when someone, when we think that someone is making us sad, or it's not what's happening. It's what is happening is that we're remembering something that we get to release. We're remembering something that we get to forgive. We're remembering an opportunity to move forward in our lives. You know, as you're speaking, I'm I'm hearing myself say to somebody in the future when I'm sad and they're uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm hearing mm-hmm. myself saying, I don't owe you comfortable. And at the same time, I'm hearing God say to me, I don't owe you comfortable. I owe you revelation. And I love that, like, because we want to be so, we want to be comfortable. We want everything to happen in a realm that we can handle by default. But I really love this image of of God saying to me, no, I don't owe you comfortable. I owe you revelation. And isn't that so true? If I think about the times I've been the saddest, it's because I'm being given a revelation. But in, in my small minute micro thinking at the time it's like i will trade in revelation just so i can feel okay now and that is not seeing the not leaning into what you know what we say that the highest and best it's not leaning into what we say is the highest and best and we're not here to be comfortable we really aren't We're here, as Abraham Hicks talks about, experiencing the contrast. The contrast allows us to become more and live life fully. That's why the contrast is there. You think about, uh, I was thinking the other day, when I was a kid, my twin sister and I were in a school, elementary school, and we were probably in the third grade. And we had gotten C's on our progress report cards. And my mother, who was a teacher, went to this, had a conversation with our teacher. And the teacher said, oh, they're average. And my mother said, they are not here to be average. And I will always remember that. So when we are comfortable, it means that we do not want to have any conflict in our lives. We don't want to grow. We don't want to move forward. We just want to walk in lockstep with the world. We want to be like everybody Mm -hmm. else. I say, you say, Sean, that we want to be more than this. We want to be excellent. We want to be uh, filled with vitality. We want to know what freedom looks like and, and all of this. And we want to allow this divine creative love intelligence to have its way in and through and as our lives. And when I say those words, I remember experiences and I know those divine qualities because the experiences of integrating those things in my life have not been comfortable. And even though it was uncomfortable moving through experiences, I'm glad that I get to feel what those things feel like in and through and as my life. You know, it's so funny hearing you talk about that because you know we've been friends long enough. I will occasionally go down a path of contemplating a quote unquote regular job. I'm like, yes. I'm right. not going to do this anymore. I'm going to go and become f- fill in the blank. And, you know, so often all them things would be great. I get to express certain aspects of myself through that. 
But if I'm being real honest with myself, it wouldn't be the truest, fullest, authentic expression of me. And therefore, I choose this path and continue to. That is definitely not always comfortable. Um, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just to flip things on its head before we wrap up, I want to switch the question a bit to see if there's any circumstances you can bring to mind. But I'll say, when is sadness not a good thing? Because my answer to that is when it's fake or forced. And what I mean is, going back to what I was saying at the very beginning, I'm someone who enjoys a melancholy moment, a sad movie, just sitting in my feelings, reading sad poetry. And and that's great. And when I first got into the when I first got into on my spiritual path that I knew, like I, I explicitly, and um, like I said, there was a lot of suppression of these feelings. When I really started to do work of actively encouraging, like to reclaim my melancholy, so to speak, I did notice that sometimes I was purposefully putting myself on a downer. Mm-hmm. And that I I still have to say I don't <laughs> I don't think that is good. And we all and we also all probably know somebody. It seems like they're actively putting effort into being sad. And that that's when I'd say I don't think sadness is a good thing when it's not real. And I think that when there are individuals who may manipulate sadness, they want everybody to join that sadness club. Oh yeah. And it doesn't do any good. So someone is saying, I'm sad and I want everybody around me to be sad. So I'm going to talk about all this sadness and sadness that way begets more sadness. Everyone has a a story about being sad. So the idea really is, is to have the opportunity to do this work individually. When we talk about how sad we are with individuals, um, it doesn't do anybody any good. Mm -hmm. So to be able to, even in that moment, to to stop, to listen, to even um, not even join in the conversation about how sad I am. And it could be a, a, a conversation that is where someone wants to just sort of create this tone of being of being sad, we get to walk away from that. Yeah. And, and as as individuals that are really wanting to live a more inspirational life, we get to uh, we do get to step away. We because there may not be an opportunity in that moment to say, "Wait a minute, why are you guys talking about sadness? This is not good." No, we don't have to. We don't have to. Uh, win that battle. Mm-hmm. We can step away, and we can go and and sit and deal with our own with our own sadness. Let it go. As I said before, have a session with a practitioner, whatever it is. Meditate. Be in gratitude. Be thankful. Oh, I caught myself. I caught myself. Yeah. I don't have to be sad in this moment. I get to remember that I have breath in my lungs. I get to remember that there is a divine um, 
um, presence that is always for me. I get to remember that something good is happening right now, including not being sad, being in this realm of gratitude in the infinite possibilities of life itself. So we get to turn it around. Not even, I don't even want to say it that way. We get to remember that sadness is temporary and being in gratitude is eternal. Yeah. And I, and I, what I love that I'm hearing from this, when I think about well, when is sadness not a good thing, it's when you are trying to pull somebody into that. Mm-hmm. Sadness is a great thing when you are experiencing it experiencing it genuinely for yourself but we know oh gosh I'm, I'm having a lot of realizations here we've seen it countless times where people will just act a way that they're wanting to cause you strife sadness grief and it's like that is so you know it's that old saying misery loves company and Excellent. I can't think of I can't think of any other way to categorize that than saying that is not cool and we've seen it so many times people acting in just poor ways that even if it's not explicit you know they're doing something because they want to plant a seed of distress or sadness in your life oh gosh karen i've seen that i've seen that a few times karen (laughs) i know and i know but i i want our listeners to remember that Everything, what we put out comes back to us. Mm-hmm. It's important that we, that even in the midst of sadness, there's an opportunity to even say out loud to ourselves, I may have this feeling right now, but I know that something wonderful is happening right now. And that's what I'm calling forth. That's what I'm calling forth to set an intention that there may be this feeling that is going on right now and to be open and available to something higher happening. And that's what we get to, that's what we get to radiate. And, and that's being a beneficial presence on this planet. You know, the world will say, oh yeah, I'll jump into this pot of sadness with you. I can go down that, um, I can be in that pot all day long because that's easy to do. What we get to do as people who are waking up, we get to bring something more. Mm-hmm. So gratitude, reminding the beauty. The, there's beauty in everything. There is yeah. beauty in everything. So we get to remind ourselves this, this radiance that is always, that is always happening. Yeah. And, and you know, that's what comes back to us. And, you know, you've just said something which I think I'm going to carry on forever, and I hope I can gift this to anyone listening. You know, you said we get to bring something more. And I love love just to leave it there with something more. So if I'm in sadness, from now on I can think I'm in sadness and something more. Because if I'm in sadness, something more is coming. And I really, yeah, and I I just love that. Moving forward, it's like, well, I'm feeling sad and I'm feeling sad and something more. Like, yes. that, <laughs> that's going to be, yes. if I'm ever feeling sad and someone says, how are you doing? And it's the true authentic thing to say, I'm sad. I'll say sad and something more. I'm going to, yes. I'm going to remember yes. that. So yeah. And, and the something and more gets to be ambiguous. It gets to be, you know, over to the universe, but it's sad yes. and something more. 
because we don't want to deny this feeling of sadness that's going on. And when you say, and there's something more, it's allowing yourself to be open and available to that which is real that you are readying yourself to receive, to remember. Ah, well, Karen, thank you so much for this. And I leave you with thanks and something more. <laughs>